your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN, and we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend and former NHL goalie. He's Mike McKenna joining the show. Mike, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing this morning? Man, I'm good. You know what I just love about living in St. Louis sometimes is I wake up, I sit on my computer, I run through highlights, and then every once in a while, I hear jet engines going, and I get to see fighter jets fly over. I guess I'm close enough to where they're taking off if they're out in Chesterfield or at Spirit. I don't know, guys. I understand I'm here to talk hockey, but I just want to talk America and how awesome it is to hear and see these jets going overhead. I'm such a geek for these planes that I run outside. So I, I don't know. That's just what I'm feeling right now. I apologize <laughs> once again going in a weird tangent, but no. it just gets me running to the door, man. It makes me happy. So that's your reaction. Mine was very different. So I am from Kansas City where the airport is like 45 minutes away from where I grew up. Like it's it's essentially in a different area of America than than where the actual city is. Meanwhile, in St. Louis, when I moved out here, we originally lived in Hazelwood, which is like five Mm. minutes from where the airport is. So as I was living with my at the time fiance's uh, parents, um, there would be planes that would be like it felt like 100 feet overhead, Mike. And I would think that my world was about to be crumbling down to earth because these planes are clearly going to be coming after our house. Be honest, BK, you (laughs) cried a little. It was terrifying, (laughs) absolutely terrifying. So I would just go downstairs every time that I would hear. We had very different reactions. Yeah, well, I enjoy it, man. I just, I I don't know. I think that fighter jets are just the coolest thing on earth, man. I wish I was smart enough or brave enough to fly those things, but I ended up getting hit in the head by hockey pucks for a bunch of years, and here we are, guys. Well, let me tell you, Mike, that's something I look at and say, I don't know how the hell these guys do this, because you got to be damn brave to do it, especially in a backup goaltender's role. And let's jump off from there, Mike, because Ville Husso, I'm sure as a backup goaltender, you want certain situations like this. You want the heavy workload in a season. You don't like when you're other goaltender partner goes down with injury, COVID-related or whatnot. But from a goaltender's perspective, Mike, what's going through Ville Husso's mind right now where he knows that he's going to probably be playing five or six of the next games? Yeah, you know, for someone like Ville, who's who's been in the NHL now full-time for more than a season, you know, this is, this is not a little longer an audition for him. 
Um, I, I think there's excitement to it. You know, there shouldn't be any nervousness to carry the mail. This is what you want as a goalie. You want to be able to establish yourself and play more games. And, you know, with Jordan Bennington going into COVID protocol, we're looking at probably three to four games, maybe more for Billy Huso to get the opportunity to play. Um, it's not a terribly heavy schedule. There's no back-to-backs coming for another two weeks. So it's a chance to really get your game into a rhythm. And, you know, for, for somebody who's not playing every couple weeks, that's tough to find. And, and there's really a, a skill to being a backup goalie in being able to manage your workload and practice, being able to turn it on for games to always be ready. Um, and, and I think Billy struggled with that last year for a decent amount of time was not having those regular starts like he did when he was playing in the American hockey league before making that jump. So I'd say it's exciting, man. If I'm in his shoes, this is a great chance. Um, you know, I mean, I know the last couple of games haven't gone particularly great for him, but he's got some wins on the year three and two, like this is a good moment for Billy Huso. It's a good moment for him. My, my question would be, what does this mean for the guys in front of him, right? Because it, it feels mm-hmm. like, I mean, anytime in any other sport, you've got a significant piece that goes out. It's always, hey, those other guys, the big-time players, have to step up their game to be able to help whoever that replacement is. Who needs to step up? What part of this team needs to step up while Ville Husso is in net in your mind, Mike? Yeah, and, and great point here about you know what teammates do and feel because you know listening to – post-game comments, and I think it was Robert Thomas the other day saying, you know, man, Billy's just such a great attitude. He works so hard. We're rooting for him. We want to play for him. That's what you want. You know, this is a, this guy has a great personality, and you need that. And and that's first and foremost. But, I mean, right now the Blues are just allowing too many chances against, and I know they've played against the Tampa Bay Lightning the last two games, and that's a great team. But, man, this is who you're going to have to beat if you want to win the Stanley Cup again. And I, I just feel like especially the rush chances that have been coming – uh, it's been too many, the quantity too much. And I think early in the season, really Jordan Bennington was playing above the level of defensive play of the St. Louis blues. And that started to come back down to earth in recent times before Bennington went onto the COVID list and they've got to tighten up defensively. I believe a lot of that has really just been based on who's in and out of the lineup crew gone for a while. COVID now Fox out of the lineup. Um, it, it's been in flux, you know, and you know, I think you're still, I'd like to see Nico Mikola play better. I'd like to see him take a bit of a jump. He's played with Pareko and it's been a mixed bag. So I think defensively, that's your, that's your big get. And it's got to start in the neutral zone. It's got to start with your forwards doing the little things to keep the other team from coming down your throat so fast. Mike, the one thing I'm always curious about is what goaltenders want from their defensemen. And I know every goaltender is different, but the Blues have an interesting group of players. They do have some shutdown guys like Marco Scandella. He's a defensive defenseman, Robert Bortuzzo. But mm-hmm. the Blues have a lot of offensive defensemen that like to jump up into the rush and go quick. When you're in net, like say you're Ville Husso or Jordan Bennington, what do you want to see from your defenseman in front of you? A couple things, uh, and it all relates to me as communication. Uh, whether I'm out handling the puck, whether I'm facing a shot from straight on, I need to be in contact with my defenseman, with all of my teammates for that matter. You know, I need to hear where I need to put the puck. I need to be vocal to them so they understand what I can and can't see. You kind of direct traffic as a goaltender. Whatever you see in front of you, you're an extra set of eyes for your teammates. And, and one of the big things, and I think that Billy Huso struggled with this a little bit, is finding pucks through traffic. And this is where it's really incumbent on your defensemen to know where they are on the ice. Pack the middle. Don't cross the goalie's eyes 
as the shot's coming, as the puck's moving, if you can avoid it. It's one of those things where the defenseman should take the far side of the shot, let the goalie take the short side. The goalie needs to know where that shot's going to come to without having variables. And that's why it's so important for defensemen to work to position, get their feet set, establish a defensive presence with the opposing players coming in so that they're not moving. Moving screens are the hardest thing to deal with as a goalie. So you want consistency out of your teammates and your defensemen, and you really need that communication. We're talking to Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie, for another few minutes here on BK and Ferrario. Mike, what would you say is the Blues' identity this year? Uh, I'd say hurt and sick. That's the identity. (laughs) What about on ice? What is their on ice identity? Because that is very Uh, fair. But but I think that bleeds into the on ice identity. I think that's what bleeds into the inconsistency. You know, like this is still a good team, but they're just in flux, man. And I think that they've been scratching and clawing to find it. I would consider them at least from the majority of games that I've watched to be a fairly resilient team. I mean, Vegas goes up on them a week and a half ago and the blues score three goals in short succession. And then they clamp down for the rest of the game. You know, they they've had times where they come back. I, I, but I don't see, you know, they're not a big heavy team like they used to be. Like when they won the Stanley cup, this was a big heavy team that would grind. And I think the skill level has been up, but I don't think the consistency's there. And I still think that their true identity is being developed. And I think when you're bringing in Buchnevich and Tarasenko's back and Cairo and Thomas are now driving the boat for this team, that's different. It's a team that plays with speed, that plays with awareness when they're their best and when they're healthy. But that's been the problem. They haven't been that enough this year. So I think that what they want the identity to be, what they need the identity to be, is a fast, aware team that plays responsibly, uh, and doesn't have to rely on goaltending and the power play to win games. But unfortunately, that's really been what most of the year is. The Blues are where they are in the standings to me because of Bennington early and because of their work on the power play. Now, Mike, I ask this, and I'll preface this question by saying that I don't think that this is the issue, but I have seen some individuals say that this team doesn't really have an identity, that physical presence identity is gone, and they mm-hmm. question if Craig Ruby is still the right man to be in charge of it. Where do you lie on that? I don't think that that's a – I don't agree with that right now. I mean, I, I think that you – you know, you want to build your team in the mirror of who your coach is, but you can't let that guide everything. And it's not just because – you can't just look at Craig Ruby and say, like, okay, you have to play heavy hockey and run people over and in your – like, no, man, even coaches adapt as the times go on. The, the, the league just keeps getting faster and faster. A lot of that comes to how tightly you check, how tight your gaps are in the neutral zone. That's playing hard. Playing hard doesn't mean you're running people over like you're on the gridiron and you're trying to, you know, knock a lineman into the next zip code. Like, it's a little different than that. I don't think by any stretch Barube's lost this team. I think he's been dealt a pretty tough hand with the players and he's done a good job with what he has. Um, but I do see that that message at time doesn't seem clear because, once again, when he came in as head coach and took over, the team really forged that heavy grinding identity. And I think really just in the last three or four years, the, the definition of what heavy and grinding as an identity, what that is, I think it's shifted a bit. And I think that fans have to, to kind of look at that and what Doug Armstrong's tried to do to speed the team up while still having that grittiness. 
Um, but I do think they need more of it. I will not doubt that for a second. Mike, a final one that I have for you, and we appreciate your time today. Uh, we're seeing a lot of names in the rumor mill around the National Hockey League. I would imagine between now and the end of the month is when the, the pre-trade deadline trades start to come out around the National Hockey League. Do you think a move by Doug Armstrong can fix the Blues issues right now? I don't think a move is right now. I mean, I'd like to see them. Uh, I'd like to see help on the on the back end. I would. Um, I, I think that there's they're relying heavily on young people that maybe at this stage aren't ready. But what you don't quite know. Let's think about Mikola and even Perunovic defensively. Like they still have runway to grow into their role with the team. And by trade deadline, these might be guys that you really trust. So there's a little bit of wiggle room there. I think that. Doug Armstrong has to play with, um, you know, and what can you get somebody at a decent cap hit? That's the hardest part. It's all money in money out, you know? So what are you going to do to help Justin hole out of Toronto? I'm not sure that's your guy. Like there's not many D that are on the market right now at a reasonable cap hit. And I think that's hard. Like you're not going to find a whole lot of help. So um, I think as soon as the team gets healthy at forward, they're fine there. I think it's going to have to come from within. I really do. Um, and I, I like the prospects. I like Mikula, but I think he needs some time, and he's going to get it now. So this is, a, this is the time to make it happen. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL goalie. You can find his work now over at the Daily Faceoff. Also, give him a follow on Twitter, at Mike McKenna. Five, six. Mike, we always appreciate the time, man. Enjoy those planes going overhead, and we'll talk with you again soon. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Always a pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You Thank too, buddy. You. That's Mike McKenna joining us here on 101 ESPN.